Welcome to Finding Freedom with Simple Systems. Hi, I'm your host, Carrie Roberts. I love chatting all about business, systems, and goals while finding the lessons from the journeys of our guests. This podcast is all about how time management and systems can help you become more successful and find freedom in your life on your own terms. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Today, I decided to give you a little bit of a story time pull the curtain back, as they say, and explain to you what big decision I had to make in my business a couple of months back. And I wanted to share this with you guys so you can see that sometimes there's a point where you have to pivot your business. And I think we all get here and I don't know how often people talk about it or sometimes it's talk, oh, I pivoted my business and now I'm doing X or now I'm doing Y. And sometimes we have to make those pivots and it's not because of a positive thing We're not pivoting it to go to something positive or basically sometimes we have to pivot our business out of necessity and it's not always for things to be rosy and positive. So when you have to pivot your business, so we're going to make this story time and I'll say it in one sentence and then I will give you a story to explain to you how I learned that lesson. So I think with your business, most of our businesses are an extension of us. And so when the business is going great, we feel great about ourselves. And when the business is not going well, we don't feel well about ourselves. And it is very easy to fall into that because we usually started the business to do something that we really enjoy. And that enjoyment or that that offer, that task, that skill is an extension of us, right? That is our zone of genius. That is the gift that we have. But the business in which we serve or provide is not an extension of ourselves. So that's something key to keep in mind. Yes, I love doing makeup and makeup is an extension of me, but my makeup business is not me. Yes, I enjoy systems and operations and thinking about things in lists and tasks and checking things off and breaking them down to really small tasks so that the big picture can get done. I do that in my sleep. Yes, that is me. That is who I am. That is what I do. Carry and company is a way that we provide that service, but carry and company is not Carrie Roberts. So keeping that in mind. So when you start your business, you should start it for a specific reason and you should be reflecting and looking at the direction that your business is going and say, this is the reason why I opened my business. Am I working towards that goal or am I not working towards that goal? And if you are working towards that goal and things are moving in the right direction, there is absolutely no need to pivot. If you look and say, that's what I want, why I opened my business but now I'm moving in a different direction, that, my friend, is when you should pivot your business. When I started my business and decided to do all in with Carrying Company, it was to have more free time and to work less. When I looked and saw all that I was doing and all that was on my plate, the exact opposite happened. I was working more. That did not align with why I started this business. And that's when I knew it was time to pivot. Now, the story time, the lesson here. I loved doing a summit. I did a summit in 2021. I planned it in the fall of 2020, and I loved every minute of it. I loved what I was learning about business. I loved what I was learning about myself and learning about what I was working with others. 
it was like putting on my own very own virtual conference. And it was awesome. It was fun. I connected with people. Some of you all listening are because you found me from Overwhelmed to Organized almost two years ago. And I loved it. And there was a specific reason why I hosted that summit. I had a great offer. I think I went into this in episode 26. I had a great offer and I knew I needed to validate it by offering it to a large amount of people. And I wanted to use a summit to expand my impact so I could launch my offer to hundreds, potentially thousands of people, as opposed to dozens of people, which is where I was sitting. Hosted the summit. The summit was amazing. I had all the numbers right in place. The offer did not work well, which was fine because I did it for clarity and I saw that my offer had holes in it. I didn't know what the holes were, but I knew enough to say, okay, that offer is not ready for the world right now and kind of tabled it. And what I did was when I looked at what my business was doing then, I saw that online business management was what was bringing me a lot of joy. That was what was keeping the doors open. That's what people were asking for. That's what I was speaking about. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to really lean into the online business management thing. That has served me well. Now, in the course of that, I've been in several virtual summits. I spoke in person a couple of months ago, which was great about systems and operations. Last year, I decided to open up a template shop, which I love. I've participated in bundles. I launched a pop-up podcast. I did all of these things for you know organic growth. I'm not trying to do paid ads. And I've always gone in for a specific reason. And I've always, you know, you either hit the goal or you don't hit the goal, but it's always been benchmarks where it's like, I want to sign on a hundred people, or I want to get four discovery calls or whatever the case may be. And I'm not saying that I always hit those benchmarks every time, but I am happy that when I've gone into each of those projects, I have set benchmarks. And for that, I think that is a win. So I'm tracking the ROI on these different projects. So anyways, it came a time where I felt like I I wanted to do another summit. I didn't have a reason at first, because if you listen back a couple of episodes ago, I think I talked about, you know, I transitioned my business to an agency model and that took a lot of time and effort and it just never seemed right to do the summit. And then I decided I'm going to do the summit at the end of 2022, but I had a lot of resistance. I honestly felt that that resistance was imposter syndrome. And so I kind of pushed past that. And different things were happening in my agency. And I just was feeling like, I don't know. But again, I had a really cool offer and I really wanted to do another summit. So I talked to my team, my personal team, because I've got a team that works with externally with clients. And then I have a team that works internally with me. Spoke with my team, shared my hesitations. We agreed collectively as a team that we were going to still do this thing. And I got into it and I sent the invitations and I got things set up and my tech VA was setting up the website and things were rocking and rolling and it didn't feel right. And the more we, it was, you know, we were getting into this uh, preliminary planning the more it just did not feel right. And so I got to a place, like I was saying a little while ago, where I had to look and see, what is my goal of my business? My goal is to provide online business management services to coaches and consultants, to folks that have businesses where they need the support. 
is my summit going to serve that purpose? Probably not, because the folks that are working with us, the folks that find us and the people that do discovery calls, they're not finding me from these types of efforts. They're finding me from other efforts. They're actually finding me from the podcast. They're finding me from Google. They're finding me from being in the rooms with other people and networking and mastermind groups and things like that. They're not finding me from social media or from finding me from previous summits and things like that. So that was a really hard realization, but I tucked it away. And I kind of kept pushing, I went all in with the summit again another week. And once I had that realization, it was like I couldn't ignore it. And then I felt like I was doing myself and my team a disservice because I'm like, I'm about to embark on three and a half months of planning for something that probably will draw people that are not our ideal clients. And since I have an agency, I do feel an obligation to be working hard to make sure that I have awesome clients that my team can work with. And it didn't feel right putting that much time and effort into a project that was probably not going to attract our ideal clients. And then therefore my team wasn't going to be able to benefit from it. So I decided to not do my summit. I decided to pivot from that. So in deciding I'm not doing the summit meant I'm not coming out with this offer that was going to come back on the heels of the summit that has made me revamp what we're talking about here in this podcast that had a more trickle-down effect and made me look closer at my marketing. And that made me look closer at the people on my team. And then that made me look closer at the way that we're spending money in the business. And all of that was a very, I got a lot of clarity from going through that process. And I felt bad. I felt bad when I told my team I wasn't doing the summit. I felt horrible when I sent the email to the speakers because it was right after they had to make a decision. And I'm like, you know what? If we wait a couple more weeks and the speakers have to submit presentations, that is point of no return. Because once someone puts time and effort into creating a presentation, I cannot pull the plug on this. So it was like the due date. Let's say the due date was the first to let me know. And here I am on the fifth writing this email. It just wasn't aligning. And I just didn't see how me spending that much time and energy and bandwidth on this project that I wanted to do so bad. I just didn't see how it was going to serve my business. That was hard to share with the speakers. Talking with the ladies who were on my leadership team about the health and the goals of the business from a financial place was tough. Talking with my leadership team about reviewing everybody's role on the team and making sure everybody was in the right place doing the right thing. That was hard. Not continuing contracts with certain people was really difficult. Reworking our company goals and our core values, that part was fun. But implementing those and having to change the positions of people on the team, that part was not fun. So there was a lot that came with pivoting my business. But I have to say, at the time of recording, I don't feel like we pivoted necessarily in a different direction. As much as over the last 12 months, I have really expanded my horizons and the opportunity, and I was doing a little bit of everything. And Carrying Company was kind of all over the map, and now the pivot looks like it's a little bit more fine-tuned, it's a lot more focused, and there is a lot more intention with the decisions that are being made. 
So I encourage you, friend, take a look at why you started your business and take a look at where it's going and decide, are you moving in the right direction? Then yes, keep going. But if you are moving in the direction opposite of why you open your business, then my friend, it's time to pivot. If you want to talk with me about this further, hit me up in the DMs. You can email me. I would love to keep this conversation going. And I hope that sharing a little bit of story time as to why I pivoted my business will help you if you ever have to get to that fork in the road. Okay, time for the freedom questions. What is my most recent win? My most recent win is I have really leaned on my team to make sure that the that the company is moving. I'm making a conscious effort to take a step back and allow everybody on the team to work in their zone of genius. And I feel like they're happy for it and I'm happy for it as well. What is a book that I'm reading currently? Right now, I'm still not reading, but I'm still watching TV. And I found this really interesting docuseries on Netflix talking about basically the corruption of sports. I forgot what it was called, but it was pretty good. What is my most recent tool? This one always stumps me because I feel like I can always say the same ones. But my most recent tool, you know, we're sp- we switched to zero for our bookkeeping and I really like it. It's really streamlined and easy to use. It fits my brain a lot better than QuickBooks Online. And how do I find freedom with simple systems? I find freedom in simple systems and just, you know, only making one or two things be my priority for the day and just focusing on that and everything else that happens is just bonus. Thank you so much for listening. And next week I will be in your earbuds with another interview episode. This podcast is brought to you by The Sop Shop, a workflow and SOP template shop. Everyone is talking about SOPs right now. So many coaches and consultants are actually being taught that they need to have documented systems in their business. The SOP shop provides the documentation you need without you having to take the time up to write them. We've been in business for over two years and have helped dozens of business owners just like you systematize their business with these exact templates. Go to thesopshop.com today and grab your free SOP checklist.